Hey mamas, welcome back here to the Mompreneur Made Fulfilled podcast. But before anything else, I want to greet you all. Happy International Women's Month. This month, mamas, will be so, so, so exciting. And you will learn a whole lot this month. That is my promise to you. This episode, I actually did this last year. And that was also Women's Month. But it was over Facebook Live. And after that Facebook Live, so many mamas messaged me how they were so inspired and empowered by this very special guest of mine. I have already interviewed her twice before. And always, always, I am so awed by her wisdom and so much more with her story and her experience. I mean, get this. Imagine being a very young stay-at-home mom with three kids, no house help, no yaya, no nanny, with no marketing or business background. How she was able to start her business from making ribbon clips for her daughter to being heralded as the CEO of the year in all of Asia. How is that even possible, right? And that's what we're going to talk about. And that is the reason why I wanted to reshare it to all of you. The nuggets that she shared here, the knowledge, the wisdom, her very impactful story, is just too valuable not to share it again to all of you. That is exactly the reason why I wanted to reshare it again. So mamas, hang in tight. Stay tuned because you will definitely learn a lot from this very special guest of mine. See you inside, mamas. Hi, mamas. Welcome to the Mompreneur Made Fulfilled podcast where you will learn how to build a thriving business alongside a God-centered marriage and motherhood. I'm Dr. Jack Bacaltos, child of God, wife of an awesome surgeon, mom to two boys, pediatrician turned full-day mom turned mompreneur. I believe that God placed where you are for a reason. And if that is being a mom, then bless you, you have a big purpose. But what if you're a mom yet you also hold dreams in your heart, say building a business perhaps? Yes, God placed those dreams in your heart too. In this podcast, you will be empowered and be equipped with business skills, mindset shifts, and faith stories to help you grow your business while being intentional in marriage and motherhood. If you're ready to truly have a faith-filled and fulfilled mompreneur life, and grab a cup of coffee or tea or just prop your feet up for a while and uh-oh, here's my little boy Kael. Hello, I'm Kael. I help my mom to get inspired, chase big dreams and something's near. Listen to mommy's podcast and enjoy the show. <laughs> what he said. There you go. Let's dive in. Uh, I'm actually based in Singapore at the moment and just 10 years ago, exactly 10 years ago, I was a stay-at-home mom. So I have three children. At that time, they were all under four years old and I just decided to start my business because I was struggling financially. So our household income was not a lot and having three kids in Singapore is relatively quite expensive. So I thought, okay, I'm going to sell something online because that's what I noticed of everybody. And keep in mind that being a stay-at-home mom for many years, uh, a school dropout, I definitely do not have enough income, connections, business acumen. So I have no idea how to start. So I went on YouTube one day and I saw this video of somebody actually making hair accessories from ribbons. 
So I kind of learned how to do it just using ribbons and make hair accessories for children. And I started putting it on social media, just hoping that I could earn some sales, $100 a week or $500 a month. So I came with the mindset of just trying to make income for my children. That's about it. And then when I finally uh, tried to sell on social media, apparently the product got viral. I think because of the quality and the way I market it, just using my daughter to wear it. And that starts the door of business for me. And I realized that, hey, uh, this could be more than $500 a month, right? If I found out how to do business, if I know I learn how to do it better, maybe if I market better, I can earn way more than $500 a month. And the money would be so good for my family and for my children. So I decided to take business more seriously, learning how other people do it. And then I started to grow my business and the hair accessories company. I started out with me alone making it, but eventually we won a lot of contracts with department stores. And at one time, two years after that, we were servicing Toys R Us, 54 department stores in nine countries. So since then, I started to build a small team. And 2011, I won an award. And from that award, uh, the investor starts knocking my door. So actually, this is everything is unplanned. I just want to let you know that business is never straight, clear cut. So I never planned to be a CEO. And I started a business so simple because that's what I'm comfortable with. And then um, the investors came knocking in 2011. And they said, hey, why don't you just grow more companies? How about we give you capital? And I'm like, uh, okay. So I learned how to do investments by reading, talking to people, networking to understand what investment means. So I took the investments, take the risks, really upgrade myself, upskill myself. And I went on to invest in brick and mortar businesses. And in 2016, which is about four years later, I decided to enter the tech world. So I start my first tech company and I sold all my brick and mortar businesses. And I raised another half a million in 2016. And that's how Spendless Cosmetics became a global company. We start franchising, we start employing, and we manage 25,000 people in our network. And we are a team of partners and employees, about 60 of us in a lot of countries now. And then from there, I didn't want to stop at one tech company. So I said, <laughs> let's, do a, let's do a holding company. And I said, I can do much more than this. So we went on to launch our educational platform, Spellless Academy. We launched yeah. our digital agency, Spellless Creative Studio. And hopefully in the future, we can open Spellless Travel as well. So these are all community marketplaces that connects people all over the world, whether they want to learn about business, whether they want to be a social seller, or whether they want help with your uh, digital marketing. So we try to service as many people as possible. And it's really funny because, again, 10 years ago, I was a stay-at-home mom breastfeeding my third child right now i'm trying to manage people employees team contracts investors stakeholders so it's a big leap for 10 years but that's a clear sign that you don't have to be for example you don't necessarily have to have a degree to do this you don't necessarily have to be a single woman to do this and i started my business with a hair clips company with 100 dollars. so uh, it's amazing how that has taken me and i learn a lot i fail a lot but you get wiser so that's my story I love what you said about in business, it's not really clear cut. You won't always know where you're going. I mean, you really just started. You didn't even know, you know, like you said, you didn't have like a business background. You didn't know anything. And you started just by watching in YouTube. How many countries do you supply? Do you have the ribbons right now? For the ribbons business, we supply to nine countries at one time, 50 department stores. So, but this company is still running, but it's majorly online sales now because obviously brick and mota right now in COVID. So I didn't want to sell off this company because I have a lot of bond with it. 
it sticks to you because it's your first baby. You know, it's your first baby business. But look where it got you. You know, just really opening and starting. You know, even if you don't know where to start yet, just really starting, and then it will open to a lot of opportunities. And I keep on actually following. I'm actually also following right now the Spendless Academy, the Spendless Beauty Network. I follow her more on Instagram and in Facebook. A lot of the moms here would be starting mompreneurs or they are mompreneurs. They're starting right now, but you know, they're lost. Been what am I doing or where should I go or where should, how should I grow my business and everything? So what is your advice for these mompreneurs and the starting mompreneurs? Like, what should I start and where should I start? I don't have any capital. I don't have any business background. What should I do? Something like that. Well, perfect. The first thing I wanted to share is before I give the actual advice is never compare yourself with someone else. The problem is when mompreneurs get started, you are a very fragile because it's new for you and you have to make sacrifices in order to start your business. So your journey starts with, you know, difficulty compared to somebody who's single, who's a corporate employee. They have just privileges. They have better network than you. So you're going to start in a very disadvantage. So you don't want to, you know, monitor somebody else, okay, and realize that you start comparing yourself and that would demotivate you really early mm -hmm. on. The tip is to focus on your strength, okay, and understand your limitations. Business is about being very honest. I know your business idea is not a person, but if you're not honest with yourself, what you're good at and what you're not good at, then that's when you might get on the wrong direction. Just because somebody becomes a, you know, becomes a digital marketer doesn't mean you have to do it. Just because someone makes money because they sell a lipstick doesn't mean it is for you. You have to ask yourself, what is your passion? What is it that you love doing? What is it that you can wake up every day for the next 10 years and still smile at doing it? And it could be as simple as baking. I mean, look at my story. It was making clips. Okay, Who would have thought about starting a business, <laughs> buying a ribbon and making hair clips and sell it? You know, people would bake. People would probably resell a beauty product. But I started that way because I have no talent. I realized that I cannot cook. I cannot do anything. So... I might so well pick up a skill, but I love art and craft. So I thought, okay, this is something I'm going to love. Let's start with this. Okay. And when you start a business, you have to understand every day the decision you make in your business, which means that if you try to build a website and you're not good at it, you must understand at some point, okay, maybe I'll save up money and I get a professional to do it. Or I get somebody to barter trade their services with me so that we can exchange our service instead of paying. And that's what I did in the beginning as well because I didn't have any money. So all I did was just, or just trade something, you know. Maybe I do a product review for someone and they do something for me, you know. They do photography for me. Or maybe I, you know, supply them some free goods and in exchange, they build a website for me. So I learned to barter because I know if I were to do it myself, I'm not a superwoman. I just start a business. I cannot, I cannot design my own social media assets. I cannot write my own books. I cannot even do my website. So for me, if you try to learn yourself, it's also okay, but it will take up your time. But if you have some funds that you can save, put aside and outsource to an expert who can do it faster for you, then your business progress faster. But you have to start with being honest to yourself. If you're not good at it, don't try to pretend that you are. So you can try and if it's still not working out, find someone who can help you and try to negotiate your way. Maybe you don't have to pay a lot. Maybe there's credit terms. Maybe you can barter trade fully your services and products. So be open to collaboration because after all, that's the new currency of business. Yes, networking and collaboration. That's actually the new currency of business. And I've heard this from time and time and again, that your net worth is your network. 
be open to collaboration and to networking as well other business people or other mompreneurs. And I want to know, I'm kind of really interested, what has been uh, uh, your greatest challenge then? Actually, uh, my personal greatest challenge is always trying to upskill myself to the next level in business. Now, when I started out, for example, some of the problems I have is, of course, understanding social media, but also trying to do so many things on my own. But later on, my problems change. And then the challenge would be like, how do I lead a team of people? How do I inspire people to do their best at work? How do I engage my community? How do I build my personal brand and maintain relationship with people online? So I think one of my challenges right now is there's only one of me, but there's so many relationships around me. You know, in the beginning when you start, you probably deal only with 10 people, you know, five suppliers, da 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 but when you're at this level, but, you know, of course, people tell me, you know, you don't have Lisa, you don't have to talk to everybody. You have employees. <laughs> but to be honest, right, the best clients, stakeholders and investors, they want the personal relationship with the founder themselves. And it makes a huge difference. So I want to be available for people. And I try not to have a burnout because of this, because I can't be checking on people at the time. So I'm still trying to find my balance. Uh, but like I said, I don't want to go up the, my career ladder and lose touch with people on the ground because they are who made they made me who I am today. And we cannot be successful without people supporting us, especially those people from the beginning. They believed you even when you had nothing, when you were nobody. And they are still there for you despite you, you know, doing so much well than they do in your personal life just because they want to see you succeed. So for wow. that, I treasure relationships so much. And I want people to know that no matter what level I am, whatever my net worth is, I'm still the same person, same mompreneur that started out in the beginning. And every single support is highly appreciated. So I hope I can manage my relationship better and just be there for people when they need me. Wow. I like the, what you said about, you know, never forget the people who were there when you had nothing. Never forget the people on the ground, the ones who helped you climb up climb up that ladder. My next question would be, and this is a very, very common question among mompreneurs because we manage a lot. And that's no kidding. You have three kids. I have two kids and I can just imagine my days are crazy and I can just imagine what you have because you have three. And that was also the time you had three kids, less than four, when you started, I tell you what, like, yeah. so I'm, I'm just really curious though. We all have different time, how we manage time, but how do you manage time and everything else that's going on with your life? So uh, you're right. That's uh, I sometimes I think about this story as well. And I have no idea how I could go through that period of time where I had a four-year-old, a two-year-old and a newborn. And I'm trying to go to work. And at that time, my business, the first business, we were selling products to department stores. So I was actually flying to department stores and stocking up the products. And believe it or not, right, I was doing it right at the last month of me giving birth to my third child. And as soon as he was born, um, and he was out of hospital for John Day, so uh, as soon as that, two weeks later, I took him on a flight with me with two luggage bags, I went to three department stores in Kuala Lumpur to stock up my goods just for the opportunity to earn money because it was December, it was Christmas, and people were buying. So I did take my son with me, and he was two weeks old. And I was breastfeeding in between the department store in a foreign country with two luggages of stock. And I tell myself now, how the hell could I do that? You know, wake up at 4 a.m., catch the first flight, and came back on 11 p.m. with a newborn. And 
I think that's what women is actually capable capable of doing. They really, yeah. they're really focused. I tell you, no one can stop a woman from doing what they want. I want to make money because it was Christmas, and I couldn't separate from my child for a whole day because he needs me for for breast milk. Yes. So that's why I did that. Uh, but now that they got older, obviously it's easier. So I want to give some advice right now on how I manage my days as a mompreneur. Number one, you have to remember that we're having children means you cannot plan your off days. Sometimes you plan to do a lot of work today, but your child falls sick. Okay, so it's unplanned. Okay, because you live around your children as well. So for yeah. me, right, whenever you realize that your day is perfectly good, let's say that day none of your kids are sick, so that means you have the opportunity to do more. Just keep on doing. Just fully maximize the day because you don't know tomorrow you're off the work table because your child needs you because he is unwell. So I want to, especially I have stakeholders and investors. So it's very hard for me to just, you know, abandon the task that I need to do for the week. So let's say today I plan to do 10 things, but if my child is well, they don't need me. I try to do more. So tomorrow, in case they're sick, I can do less. That's my first advice. So whenever you can do more, just do more. Don't don't say that, okay, I'm only going to work four hours and I'm not going to do anything for the rest of the day because motherhood is all about juggling. The second thing I want to suggest as well is to incorporate technology tools. There's a lot of technology that can help you to be more effective in your work, like Facebook scheduling, for example, like Trello, or you know, using WhatsApp as means of communication. And the reason I recommend you to integrate technology is because it allows you to work majorly on your smartphone instead of operating from a desktop. So even yeah. if, let's say, you have to run errands, send your kids to school, you know that you're accessing your email on your phone. You can talk to your employees on your phone. You can assign delegate tasks using apps on your phone. You can schedule or you can post on social media to boost your personal brand. You know, it sounds like, wow, you're writing something businessy on internet, but actually in real life, you're like running to school, picking up kids. <laughs> but on social media, you're going, wow, she's like a photo of her at a business desk. But in real life, when you're actually posting that, you're actually trying to carry a kid's school pack. So I want to say that don't be, just because you don't know how technology works, this is a time for you to learn because it will make your life easier. And if you don't do it, you will be tired because you realize you have to sit six hours in front of a computer. And I hate that as well. So I like to change my work to be 80% on mobile phone and 20% only on desktop. So when I do that, I realize I can work anywhere, even if I take a long bus ride or I take the train, uh, although I'm eating outside, that doesn't mean my work can stop. I can just, you know, especially if you have customer, you want to give a prompt answer so that people can close business really quick. So I do a lot of social selling myself and I realize just being available on social media just makes people deal with you faster. And they're like, okay, I'll like to order your products. But imagine if you want to come back home and then reply them, they might find your competitor and buy off someone else because the response is slow. So people like fast now and if you can be online, why not? So just two things. Number one, do your best on the days that everybody's healthy. That's how you manage as a mompreneur and incorporate technology tools. Most are free of charge and make your life easier. Business doesn't have to struggle. You just have to be smarter at doing things creatively. Now this gets more interesting. So did you know that Lisa is also a personal branding coach and she has written books on personal branding? Do check it out in her website or in her in her page, right? Instagram page, she has it there. So now let's gonna talk. This is a bonus for all of you because I also want to know. Uh, let's talk about personal branding. 
Okay, so for someone who's starting, yes, they're already aware. I'm, for example, okay, I'm already aware that I'm going to be social selling. I'm going to be in social media for my business to work or for my business to succeed. How do I get myself out there? How do I build my brand? How do I start? There's also what we call as the niche market. How do I find that? And so on. What are your tips on this? So um, personal branding is very important for me and I still do it anyway. And for the last decade, uh, I've built followers on Facebook. For the last three years, I have 120,000 followers on LinkedIn and in a couple of thousand on Instagram. And some people might say, but Lisa, why do we need to put ourselves out there? Why do we need to showcase our face, for example, you know, as part of personal branding on social media? Whatever happens in the past, however sales strategies that were used in the past, whether it's flyers, distribution, knocking on people's doors, all those strategies doesn't work anymore because 20 years ago, people operate by relationship meeting in person before social media. But now with social media, e-commerce, technology, people are okay to transact online as long as they can put a face to a business. Now, this this is very important because when people can see who they're dealing with, who they're talking with, who they're interacting with, people automatically build a level of trust. And the more they talk to you, the more trust gets built up. And eventually, people trust you enough to do business with you, even without meeting you in person, even if you're in from another country. So personal branding for me and make me a public figure. And public figure means I attract opportunities. The math is really simple. The more people know about what you do, what you represent, who you are, the kind of person you are, what product you sell, the more information that you feed to people online, the better sense they have and they can make out of you. So they will start to put a picture and impression of you. So slowly, when they follow your story, as you share on social media, they start to know what kind of person you are. They know how you smile. They know how you dress. They know how you talk. And then they listen in and they listen more about your product knowledge. So in the end, they understand your services and product. And when people have enough information about who you are and what you sell, that's when people will actually make contact and do business with you. So for me, right, by being a public figure means every day that I post, my posting get out to 50,000 people on social media. So actually, yeah. I can do without a scene completely because that's the CEO is able to drive hundreds of leads. And we cannot keep up with the leads because it's just far too much. And uh, so that's what I believe in personal brand. But this is not an overnight process. I don't want people to think that, okay, I'm going to be a personal brand and I'm going to have 10,000 followers tomorrow. So I did it for years. Okay? So if you yeah. want to get on board with personal branding yourself, because you want opportunities. This is what we call attraction marketing. You put yourself out there, giving people a chance to be attracted to you. And if they do, by their choice, they can just contact you. And that's where you can be reached easily on social media. And you can close and follow up to close the deal. So personal branding, I want to give some tips as well to those of you. Um, number one, right? Asking where can I find my target market? Before you put yourself out there, I want you to understand two things. Number one, your product knowledge must be very good. You can never showcase yourself as a representative of your business if you don't have enough information about your own product or services you offer. So if you know very well what you can give to your clients, what kind of value, what kind of benefits people can get from your product, then your knowledge is very deep. And if your knowledge is deep, you should be confident enough to tell people what your business is about. And some people don't do that because they're not confident about their product. Probably they're not passionate about their product. So if you're not passionate, it's just harder to sell or to share. So if you believe in what you sell, trust me, naturally, when you talk about it on social media, people believe you. And that's when people will buy something from you. 
So product knowledge is absolutely very important. Now, number two as well is to be consistent. You cannot post something about you and your business on Monday and then don't post anything for three months. So consistency is very important. And even if no one is buying, trust me, people who see that post will remember. And if people see your posts for seven times in a row in a short period of time, people naturally start to remember your company logo, how you look like, the product. So basically, you want to make sure that people okay, can continue to be fed of information. Now, when you post something for the first time, trust me, people won't have trust level enough to buy from you, which is why consistent and repeated posts is essential for people to build up trust and eventually transact with you. Once people become your customer, it's so much easier to build a relationship with them, promoting them some new products and whatever else that you want to sell to them. Okay, once people become your customer, internal selling is far easier than trying to convince a stranger. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is the different social media platforms. I know a lot of you are confused because you were like, Lisa, I should be in five platforms, right? Does that mean that if I want five social media, five, you know, so many people will see me times five. So the way (laughs) I do personal branding is very different. So for example, if you run a business, be very clear who you want to target. Are you targeting mothers? Are you targeting business people? Are you targeting SMEs and small business owners? So ask yourself what kind of people you target. Now, those specific kind of people are not in every platform. For example, if you target investors or business founders, they should be on LinkedIn, which is where I am as well. So that's where I target. And then let's say, Lisa, I want to target consumers, people who love to buy product. They're most likely they're on Instagram. People who like to buy, they like to see pictures. So they're on Instagram. And if you say, Lisa, I want to build my own team. I want to run a community of people who wants to become my resellers and my distributors. And Facebook will be the best platform. So therefore, if you look at my tree personality on tree platform, it's very different. So if you go on LinkedIn, it's always about the CEO front. No one really knows there I'm specifically a mompreneur, uh, but people focus a lot on business transaction with me. Then on social media, Facebook, I focus a lot as a social seller. So I'm a beauty influencer, I'm giving reviews. And that's why my beauty influencer follow me very closely so that they, you know, can learn how I do social selling and learn from there. And Instagram is just where I become more casual and relaxed. Sometimes you see a photo of me wearing a face mask over there, drinking coffee. So just a little bit more informal. And people can reach me direct on Instagram, which is what people like. So uh, you need to analyze which platform you want to be on top. And also, the content doesn't have to be the same depending on who you target with. And I know language is also very important. So if you type something, make sure that it's always polite. It's probably in a good sentence structure, spelling, grammar, punctuation, because that is how people know you're professional. If you're just typing very random stuff or things that you didn't put much thought into it, people will question your professionalism as a business person. And same thing as well with the way you dress. Just be presentable, just give your best and write better on social media. If you're not good at it, doesn't matter. Learn, learn how other people write on social media. Follow their style and, you know, emulate it into your business. And as long as you keep on improving communication-wise, people will start to get attracted to you because they find pleasurable to read your post. And once people like you, that's when people will want you. So you have to take advantage when people like you because you know you can give them so much value. The tips that you heard from Lisa, that's really what personal branding is about. That's really what social selling is about. That's really being an influencer is about. Like what Lisa said, the advice is stick to your target market. Anyway, you're doing this. 
to give value to the people who will, you know, who will follow you, who will trust you, and who would want to listen to you as well. And these are your people. These are your niche market or your target market. So do talk to them and not to everyone else. All right. So this has been such a pleasure having you. It's really, really a pleasure as always. We hope we, I can still invite you in some more sessions in the future. Sana, sana. <laughs> and thank you so much, Lisa, for, you know, for gracing us with everything that you have, you have given to us. So much value, so much knowledge, so much information, so much insights. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being here. Last question pala. Um, because I also wanna want the audience or want the people here to reach out to you. Where can they reach you or what are the projects that you have right now, the upcoming projects that you would want to, you know, that you would want to promote to us? Oh, thank you so much. Uh, actually I was telling Dr. Jed earlier before uh before this show that I'm going to Manila. So I'm actually moving over to the Philippines uh, for three years at some point, hopefully next year, because of the COVID, it was restricted a little bit. Um, actually, while well, my business was expanding a beauty brand and growing spendless cosmetics in Philippines. So we do have 4,000 Filipinos in our network at the moment. But as soon as I get to Philippines, we're trying to grow our network of um, social media influencers there. So we've got a, a team of 4,000 there and we want to go there and do so much more, bring in new brands and teach people how to become excellent social sellers. So till then, I'll see you in Philippines next year. Definitely going to meet you in one of those three years because she's going to be staying here. All right, so I hope you, know, you find this session useful. You find this session inspiring and insightful. And until then, to our next episode of The Mompreneur. And until then, keep chasing big dreams and our little kids. Thank you so much for being here, Mama. And if this gave value to you or has touched you in some ways, please do go to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. You will be blessing me so much. Do also take a screenshot when you do that and tag me at MD in your Instagram story so I can share you in my story too. And perhaps this way, we will be blessing more moms like us. If you also want to be part of the Mompreneur tribe, do head on to Facebook and join the Mompreneurs Made Fulfilled community. I really, really hope to connect with you there. And as always, bring light and love with a fulfilled heart. Until the next one, mama.